what you need is you need location data that Google can read mm-hmm. that is in the area that you want customers from. And that location data generally comes in the form of two kinds of things. It's either a document or a photo. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Marcotte. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Jeremy Marcotte, and I'm here with Matt Rouse. Say hi, Matt. Hello. Today, we're going to talk about ranking on the map with Google My Business. That's right. So Google's going through a lot of changes. Yeah. It's like a teenager, and they're just changing all the time. I know. Localization has, has it's past puberty now. Changes are <laughs> happening, and it's slowly growing into adulthood. Right. So the reason we're talking about this is because it's come up more and more in the last couple of months on, hey, what happened to my Google My Business map listing? I'm not being seen on the map anymore. People get suspended. Yeah. Like. There's just this huge amount of things. So we're just going to kind of talk through how to get back on Google My Business on the map, right? Get your map listing found. And how do you kind of optimize for that and make it to where you don't have these growing pains as long because it's still going to take time to get it done right. But let's just kind of get into it. Well, let's talk about what happened first. Okay. So it used to be that search and maps were separate, Mm -hmm. right? And you could enter yourself on Google to be on the map, but also Google was basically building its own database of location data and putting businesses on the map, and then you would have to go claim your business. Mm -hmm. So your business could show up on the map even if you didn't put it on the map. Right. Now, once they started having those map searches show up in the regular search, so a lot of people now, they call it the map box. Mm -hmm. So it'll show up, and it'll have maybe one or two ads. It used to be no ads, then it was one ad, now it's one or two ads, and then three other businesses in there. And then they show the map listings on the right side. Mm -hmm. Or if you're on your phone, the map's at the top, right? Yeah. So those show up. And then people said, okay, well, if that's how we show up on the map, and I only have one location and only people around my location can find me, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go and make other listings that are not my actual business location. Just so I can be found. Right. Technically against the rules because it's not your location. Mm -hmm. But Google didn't care before. Right. I shouldn't say they didn't care. They didn't check for it. Right. but they, Even though they knew it was happening, they didn't check for it, which they probably just should have from the start. But anyway, <laughs> so suddenly one day they decided we're going to enforce the rules. So they suspended businesses who had put locations on that were not their actual location. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times also suspending their actual location. Obviously, you can see where that's a problem. Right. If there's... 10 restaurants in the area within a mile range and you type in, you know, restaurant and now you don't show up at all, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. Absolutely. Right. So suspensions were going on. There was also, this was a big problem kind of in the small entrepreneur or agency world where they had one Google My Business account Mm -hmm. and all of their clients were under that account. Yeah. If one of them got suspended, it would suspend all the other businesses too. And this would make kind of this chain reaction where all of those ones would get suspended, 
but some of those were also in the other client's account or even it had another agency still attached to them that maybe somebody they used to work with in the past. And they just never revoked permissions. Right. So now <laughs> those people get all of their accounts suspended and then those accounts got suspended. And I don't think Google thought of that in advance. No. So basically millions of accounts got suspended. I noticed the map. There was one point where the map was full. You look for anything and it's right. red dots everywhere, right? And then all of a sudden there was only a few. Right. There's a lot of cleanup still to do. Right. So how would you go about fixing something like that? Because a suspended account, you know, you put suspended in front of anything and people are automatically freaking out because right. they think it's an emergency and like, oh my God. I, it, well, it can be an emergency. Can be. If I mean, we had somebody call us just three weeks ago, they called and said, they went from doing between 14 and 25 orders a week for their business mm -hmm. to zero oh. because their map got suspended. And that was basically, they didn't know at the time, mm -hmm. but that was the only way people were finding them. Wow. We've seen businesses drop 50%, sometimes, you know, 10, 20%. That's a huge chunk of business. Yeah. Right? Especially if you're doing high volume, right? Mm -hmm. You know, God forbid, I mean... Poor girl who called us and, and, you know, her flower shop just died, basically. Right. And, I mean, we were able to fix it. And so it's improved again now. But, right. you know, just what a crushing blow that is, right? And so much power in the hands of Google, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. like, and no, no person went in and said, we need to suspend this. It was either reported by a competitor and then the automated system suspended it or the automated system just suspended it for some kind of violation. Mm -hmm. And when I say violation, a violation is a violation of the terms of service, which is the rules that Google gives you to say, this is what we allow. Right. The problem is everyone clicks agree to the rules. Nobody reads the rules, obviously. Who, That's a lot of rules. Which business owner do you know has time to go read every single terms of service for every app and every application they have? The one that's about to go out of it business for reading every you, application? Your entire, like all of your work time would be reading those. Well, because that terms of service agreement is 20 to 30 pages. Yeah, I don't even know how long that one is. It's stupid. Like imagine wow. every time your iPhone updates, you read the 120 page terms of service. Like it would take you a week. <laughs> right? Challenge accepted. Yeah, good luck. And now, a quick break. Digital Marketing Masters will be right back. Are you ready to stop grinding and start making an impact? Are you tired of working long hours and not growing your business? Get Matt's new book, Flattening the Hamster Wheel, on Amazon now. Just go to hook2.us slash hamster. That's H-O-O-K-T-O dot U-S forward slash H-A-M-S-T-E-R. Okay, now the maps are gone. We're off the map. What the hell do I do? Because I don't know as a business right. owner, right? So, I need to fix it, but how? The first thing that you should do, well, number one, if you have access to you know, an agency like us, you're in the United States, call us. We can help you, right? right. Number two, you can call them yourself. <laughs> it will work. So it will work if what Google sees as the problem was something that they don't deem as being a permanent problem. Mm -hmm. An example of that would be if your business name was Jeremy Marcotte, DUI lawyer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Jeremy Marcotte PC is actually like the real name of your lawyer business, mm -hmm. right? Or your company. Right. DUI lawyer is not the name of your company. So you're not allowed to have that as your title of your listing. Got it. You're only allowed to have the title of your business. So no DBAs. 
Uh, well, a DBA, technically, you can. If people call your business something like, have a slang term for it, technically, this is Bach to Rock Music School LLC or something, but on mm -hmm. the listing, it's Bach to Rock Tannisborn because that's what people call it. Mm -hmm. That's allowed. Okay. How Google determines that that's what people call it, hard to say. Anyway, the thing we want to kind of get is that, so you're calling them, and that's a minor violation mm -hmm. by Google standards. They'll suspend it, you fix it, they go double check it, and they say, okay, yeah, you followed all the other rules mm -hmm. except for just your name, so we're going to put it back on the map. Got it. And then 24 to 72 hours later, bam, you're back on the map. Right. Phone starts ringing again, maybe you're fine. Right. The other thing that happens is, let's say you were Jeremy's Towing Company, mm -hmm. and you have gone and put Jeremy's Towing, and you took like every place that you could find abandoned or non-leased building around the city of Portland or the Portland metro area, and you put Jeremy's Towing Gresham, Jeremy's Towing Tualatin, Jeremy's Towing Vancouver, mm -hmm. you know, in That would all be those. super successful. Right. Until my listings got suspended. So then they all mm -hmm. get suspended. Then Google will ask you. They'll say, okay, well, we need proof that this is a physical location that's your location. Mm -hmm. So we want a photo of the building with your sign on it, hmm. which obviously you don't have if it's not a real listing. Right. If they have a suspicion that you might be faking that, which happens, I have been asked in the past to give them video of walking into a building and showing me walking into the office that has branded signage mm -hmm. in the office. Wow. So I physically had to drive there, start recording, walk into the building, showing the street signs where the streets are, showing the address of the building, walking into the front door that has the signage and showing the signage inside the office and on video to get one approved. Wow. That's an extreme case. What happens? Right. Well, that case, wasn't it the, the lawyer that yeah. is now located in a hospital? Yes. Right? So that, okay. Technically, it's not that. a hospital. It's like a outpatient well, building. Close enough, right. right? Hey, that building is all medical and you are- It's a great a spot for your- For your offer. accident injury lawyer, right? <laughs> That's right. Um, but So that there, there are definitely hoops that you're going to have to jump through to make sure that you're doing it right. But that's what service areas are for, for those of you that don't know. Setting up a service area instead of a physical location, if you have one, is legitimate. So it's okay. You can't be a service area and show your location. Uh, like you can't be both on okay. the map. I mean, you could put in, I have a physical location, and I service all of these areas. Mm -hmm. It's going to be difficult to rank in areas away from your main location. Right. But we'll talk about that in a minute. So, I mean, I guess technically you can be both, but you can't be a service area that doesn't have a physical location and have your address listed. Okay. That's where I say you can't have both. Right. That's if you are a service area, but you don't service customers in the physical location you put, you also can't have a residential listing. So if you work out of your house, you can't get on the map. Got it. I shouldn't say you can't get on the map. You can get on the map until one of your competitors finds it. And reports and it. reports it. Or yeah. until Google's automated system knocks it off because it knows that your area is... Residential. Yeah, residential. It's not zoned commercial. And their car has a picture of the front of your house. Yeah, or the car goes by, right? The Google picture car. That thing creeps me out on a lot of levels, but it's actually really cool too, the whole driverless car thing. Right. But that's a completely different discussion. And now to say, if there's a space on the map where your business exists, but there's no map, or just like the streets don't exist or the building doesn't exist, mm -hmm. 
you can have that fixed. We talked about that in Problem Solvers episode number one right. uh, several months ago, and that was how to get stuff on the map that wasn't. You can hire someone who has a GPS-enabled drone or a 3D camera, and they can submit that to Google and update the map. Which is way cool. Yeah. Because with all this new construction and stuff that's going on right now, especially in South Hillsboro around our area, right? new streets popping up weekly, right? It's crazy right. how many new... Or you had an overlap of two cities where the streets were numbered from city on the right, but they were in the city on the left when you're looking at the map. And that whole problem was a disaster uh, because Google suspending people because their address changed when their address did change. That was a huge problem. Yeah. Right? And another thing that we had to fix for a lot of people and still going on. I still have people call us about that. Yeah, we still have listings that we're working on yeah. over time because now getting it re-verified and all that right. stuff can be well, it can be hell. But it is what it is, right? So what are some ways – let's say that I have a service area. What are some ways that I can help out – to get my business actually noted, no, noticed right. and to make sure that I'm not hindering myself. I want so to make it work, not First break. off, people need to be in the service area that you're in while they're searching, okay. which means they need some kind of location services turned on or the router that they have needs to be able to be tracked back to that, which is most likely it can. I would not worry about that. Just if somebody's in the service area, they have to be in there because that part of it is called proximity. So you have to be within the area that the service area is set up as. Mm -hmm. Everything after that is about two things. One of them is called prominence, which is, is your business popular or is your brand well-known? Mm -hmm. Those are prominence, and there's a number of factors that go into how they determine prominence. Mm -hmm. And another one of those things is authority, right? Okay. So. Are you an authority on the subject of whatever the subject matter is that the person's typing in? Okay. So you've got proximity. So here's a question about proximity. Sure. We live in the Portland metro area, right? So a lot of people that I know, small business owners, want to service Hillsborough Beaverton. But there are a lot of people that might need those services that work in Portland proper, right? right? Or Gresham or wherever. So in order to show up on the listings, let's say they're searching while they're at work, in order to show up on that listing for some of these services, do I need to expand my service area to cover Portland, even though I might not necessarily want to travel over there? No. So they would have to be searching with a location identifier, something like Hillsboro. So let's say they're working in Portland, mm -hmm. and Hillsboro is a suburb about 15 miles out. Mm -hmm. They would have to type in, like, house cleaning Hillsboro. If they just typed in house cleaning, they're going to get house cleaners that are around Portland. Got it. If there's a service area, I mean, it's potential that they could get it, but it's really unlikely because of proximity. Mm -hmm. So they're way closer to probably a ton of house cleaners who have offices in Portland right. than they are to the service area that you have in Hillsborough Beaverton. Okay. So how do I make sure that I show up better in the Hillsborough Beaverton area then? So regardless of where it is, proximity is important because Google has it down to... If you map it out, you can see every 100 meters from the location, mm -hmm. there could be a different set of results. Hmm. So we are at Bach to Rock in Tannisborn right now. If I type in music school, Bach to Rock is going to come up first. Right. Mostly because of proximity, because I'm so close to it, I'm inside of it. But every 100 meters or usually we map stuff out by half mile so mm -hmm. every half mile from here if i do that same search on my phone again mm -hmm. 
it becomes less and less likely that this will come up as a result. Interesting. Until I get to a point that it's outside of what service area is determined. Right. And then so here's the problem. There's two things. Okay. The number one problem is the map used to rank people based on how close they were to the center of the city, and now it maps them how close they are to the device searching. Hmm. And nobody really knows that. Right. So when you, let's say you have a tool that checks your search rank for you. A lot of people subscribe to SEO tracking services and mm -hmm. stuff like that. All of those search for the keyword that you're putting in based on the center of the city, not on where your business is. So it's not accurate. So if I were to type in, say, a law firm that's a block from here, mm. but we're six miles from the courthouse and there's 50 lawyers within 500 yards of the courthouse and all the offices around there. They're going to all rank higher. They'll all rank higher because they're closer to the center of the city. But if my clients are searching and live around and work around the area where I am six miles away from the center of the city, mm -hmm. my ranking is going to be actually way higher than what a SEO tool will tell me. So the reporting from the tools isn't accurate. And that's kind of crappy because right. that's, that's how you base your work on, right? Right. So you do all that work. So what you need is you need location data that Google can read mm -hmm. that is in the area that you want customers from. And that location data generally comes in the form of two kinds of things. It's either a document or a photo. Mm -hmm. A document could be a web page, could be a PDF, it could be a presentation, it could be anything like that. Mm -hmm. And photo, I mean, if it's a photo or a video or anything like that, some kind of media, both of those things can have location data in them. Mm -hmm. And that location data is taken into account for how high you rank based on where you are. Wow. That sounds hard. It is. <laughs> and it's complicated, right? But that's kind of the point, right? Google wants, when you search, it wants your search to be the most relevant to where you are. Right. Not where the center of the city you live in is. That makes sense. Right? So you need to base your efforts around the actual result and not what a tool tells you the result is mm -hmm. based on the city. So kind of a more concrete example would be, let's use the lawyer example again, mm -hmm. right? So if I'm a lawyer and I am right next to the courthouse in downtown, right? but most of my clients live in the suburbs, just because I'm at my office and I type in lawyer and I come up first, right? if I drive out 20 miles out to the suburbs and I type in lawyer, I'm not going to come up at all. Like right. I might be 20th. Maybe, if you're lucky. Right. But I don't know that because when I'm at my office and I type it in, I'm first. Right. So if people are having a hard time finding you on the map, the easiest thing is to have people you know who live in areas that you want type that in mm -hmm. or just go there and type it in. See how you show do up. Do the trip. Because in all reality, driving around for a couple of hours in the afternoon just- I Just do it on your way somewhere. You know, if you're going to go to works. a restaurant or go to a show or something, type your shit in, see where you come up. Look at you being all logical and not right. wasting time. Unacceptable. Be efficient. All right, all right, so here's the thing. That's a problem. It is. Right? I come up first when I'm in my office, but my clients, I come up 20th, so they're not my clients because they can't find me. Right. So you can't just say you have an office there mm -hmm. because Google could ask you for proof and then you could get suspended. So, Or you could get banned if you or do you it get too banned, many times, right? right? Yeah. You don't want to get banned by Google. Let me promise you that. <laughs> 
if you have been banned by Google, you can still call us right. or message us. It's actually usually better to message us. HookSEO.com. If that's a problem, it's a real problem. Contact form. Contact um, form. All right. So it's two things you could do. So we just interviewed Brandon from right. A Plus Bail Bonds, right? Yep. They're opening offices all over the place. Physically opening an office in the area you want customers is an option. It's an expensive option. Very expensive option. But it's an option. Depends where you are. Right. right? If you're in a major city, but some of your clients are from rural areas, maybe mm-hmm. office space is two or 300 bucks a month there. Who knows? So that's probably a better option. It's cheaper than advertising. Yeah. Right? True. So that could be an option for you. Just opening an office, putting a sign on the front. Of course, you need staff there, so it could be expensive. But another option that's probably a better option for most people is you want to go out to those areas and maybe you have a client in those areas who can give you a testimonial or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Get a photo with them. When you take a photo, the latitude and longitude of the photo you take is embedded into the photo. It's called EXIF data. Right. Same with video. Mm -hmm. EXIF data is put in, especially if you use your phone or any modern digital camera. That data will be put into the photo. Mm -hmm. Then you upload that to Google My Business. Google My Business reads that data and says, oh, I see that you are working in this other location. Mm -hmm. So we want to make your search more relevant in that area, and that will improve your rank in that area. (laughs) Right. So the hidden information, GPS data in the images and videos can be used to improve your search rank outside of the proximity of your workplace. So if you want to dominate a market, take pictures around town and post them to your Google My Business. I'm not going to say that's going to help you dominate. It will help you show up. Showing up is good. The other thing that you need is you need other types of ranking signals. And now any place you go on the internet, you say, how do I rank on the map? They're going to tell you two things. What are they? Uh, Location and... That other thing. Reviews? Uh, yes. And citations. Those things. There you oh, go. yeah. Nap citations. Yeah, now you're Wow. Right. Okay. That yeah. I know we're going momentary back. Momentary lapse. We're going back to what we used to do, you know, six months ago. And it's, it's crazy <laughs> because nap citations are a thing that we work on monthly for our right. clients, right? But it's not something, it's that gap of knowledge that you've talked about before, right? Where you know this much and um, right. I got my hand over my head, right? But being able to explain it to everybody else, you have to try to dumb it down. Simplify. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to simplify it, but there's a gap, right? I still say dumb it down all the time accidentally. By no means does it mean that anyone's dumb that they don't understand how the citation process works because it's still complicated, right? Right. So a citation, a NAP citation means your name and address and phone is in a listing on another website that lists websites and businesses. Yep. So it could be Yellow Pages, White Pages, Foursquare. Uh, Better Business Bureau, Foursquare, Apple, GPS Sites, Facebook. Apple Maps, Bing Maps, Bing Places, Yahoo Places, Facebook, Yelp. Uh, there are hundreds. Uh, yeah. Like, we don't have time. There's to literally <laughs> hundreds. So, and there's okay. there's local ones, too, for local so you need So you need to put that stuff in place for your location. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then they say, get as many positive reviews as you can. So right. you go out, beg people for reviews. I've seen people pay people cash to give them reviews, all kinds of stuff. Anything to get reviews. Get a discount okay. on your next meal for a... F- That's right. Those two things do matter. But if everyone else is doing it, then that's just the cost to get on the field kind of thing, right? That's now the bar. Right. Having lots of positive reviews that are flowing in consistently, plus being listed on a bunch of citations, sites, and like indexes and stuff, 
that is the barrier to entry right now mm -hmm. to show up in the map search. Right. If you want to be in the top two or three, then you need to work on photos and videos for your EXIF data. You need to make sure you're Google My Business, that you have all the fields possible in there filled out. You need to be using the Google My Business posting system where you can put posts on your listing. You should be using the Google My Business app. Download it for your phone. Seriously, people. And if people review you, you should be replying to those reviews. If people ask you questions, you should be answering those questions. Make sure your hours are accurate. Make sure you're updating your hours for holidays. And then also, you want to make sure that you have photos and stuff, like photos and videos from locations where you want people to be able to find you on search, as well as listings on other sites that link back to you that have location data in them. So an example of that would be like a press release mm -hmm. or a newspaper article where it says, Hillsborough, Oregon. Hook SEO Digital Marketing in Hillsborough, Oregon has donated books to the Home Plate Charity Drive, which is true. Right. But a press release about that means Google can find it mm -hmm. and it can see that it's in Hillsborough, Oregon. And so it's it like, I think that Hook Digital Marketing should rank higher in Hillsborough because this press release is from Hillsborough. So the backlinking is a real thing. We've talked about that mm -hmm. before. I didn't realize necessarily Documents that you could and location data. I didn't realize that you could do it so much from Google My Business, but that's really cool. Yeah. So what it boils down to is knowing how to do things and doing them. Because posting on Google, until you actually sign in and look at the Google My Business platform and realize, oh, hey, there's a place for posts. Well, there's a, lot a place different for than images. It it's um, updated almost every month right now. Well, that's not as bad as Facebook right. every week. It's not every week, no. I think I saw an article, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, recently that said Google My Business listings with over 100 images rank better than yes. others. It's not that they, well, in some cases they rank better than others, but the actual study said that they get 10 times the amount of clicks on their listings than ones that have less than 20 photos. So take pictures. And if you're, if you're, working, if you're working the EXIF data too, then photos, you're going to have them. Right. Now, should these photos, we've talked about taking the photos and a little bit about like context of them, right? Should they re just relate to your business or could it be like, hey, checking out the weather here in this portion of town, stuff like that? Or does it really matter or do you uh, know yet? At this point, I don't think Google is indexing the content of video or the photos except using the EXIF data. Like it's not analyzing the photo and saying... This is a picture of Jeremy standing in a parking lot in front of a building at daylight. You know, okay. I don't think that it doesn't have that level of sophistication yet, but that's probably coming. Okay. So I would try and keep it business relevant mm -hmm. just because if they start analyzing the photos and the videos later, you don't want to be in that position where we talked about earlier, yeah, a bunch <laughs> of your stuff gets suspended or removed or it's not relevant. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, honestly, this is some next level stuff. This stuff didn't work six months ago as much as it does now. Mm -hmm. Citations and reviews keep getting downgraded. Like a positive Yelp review at this point is almost worthless. Like a hundred is probably worth something. There's a guy but, who gives you a free meal if you give him a one-star review on Yelp. Right. Still, <laughs> that's more of a popularity thing, right? Yeah. So, you know, and maybe he gets some press out of that. And mm -hmm. the press 
it's great for his location. Yep. So he probably thinks having 100 one-star reviews really bumped him up on the map on Google, but it didn't. Right. The people talking about his one-star reviews are what bumped him up on the map mm. because he got two things out of that, right? So he got the location-based articles that are out there, those location documents that are right. out there, right? Talking about them like newspaper articles that say where his location is or what city it's in and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Backlinks that are in those articles, right? Yeah. And links to his Yelp page and stuff like that, so that which then links to his business, but also prominence, meaning his restaurant is more popular than other restaurants because it's talked about more online. It's like the engagement metrics on Facebook. Right. So his, his prominence increased, so Google ranks him higher than someone else. Hmm. So location data, well, so the bar to entry is fill out everything on your Google My Business, and then making sure that you have citations on other sites, mm -hmm. right? Do not do that manually. It's just, <laughs> it'll, it would take you forever. Is there so, a free place to check citations? I mean, there's lots. So you can go to hookseo.com and then go to SEO, and we have a local SEO checker. You can just type in your website or the name of your business, and it will bring back all of your citations, how many you have, and a bunch of location data. It runs a big report for you. Nice. It's free. And then also, so citations, having positive reviews, you do need some positive reviews. Right. Okay. What Google's actually checking for is that there is not a systemic negative review problem. Mm -hmm. So that guy with all the negative reviews, that could be actually hurting him. Well, in the he's long very run. specific on right. Yelp. He's like, yeah. I want the review on yeah. Yelp. He's probably got positive reviews on Google and negative on Yelp. Yeah. And all of the negative one-star reviews, they still say the food is excellent. Right. Like, I recommend great this to food, everybody. Great food, great service, one star. Right. I always think it's funny when I see stuff like two stars. Like, <laughs> you know, everybody pretty much just goes one or five. Yeah, I'm a one right? or five kind of person. Maybe There's a the four. four. You know, it wasn't quite perfect, but two or three is just weird, right? It's like... Well, you know, the food was okay, but I had to wait a long time, but my Diet Coke was too fizzy, two stars. You know, it's always weird shit like that, right? Or I choked on my food. Yeah. I choked on my food, two stars. Hey, come Chew on. Two more. Yeah. <laughs> was it that good that you just inhaled? You know, whatever. But, but yeah, here's the thing. Okay. Citations, Google My Business filled out, positive reviews. That's the barrier to entry. That gets you on the map. And then ranking higher is actually higher utilizing- is the posts on Google, mm -hmm. taking the pictures in the different places. Yeah, and, photos and video. Yeah, photos and video. And then the the last one would be what? like Documents and backlinks. So that's other websites, press releases, articles, things like that, that link back to you that have location data in them. So if you have a business and you have a service or something or things that people ask you frequently or you notice like you see all these top lists like seven things to make your hair grow better right. something like that if you have something like that make a slideshow right mm -hmm. and then put it on slideshare is it.com or .net i think it's .net it's on linkedin is affiliated or it's part of LinkedIn owns it. LinkedIn. Okay, so it's SlideShare, and this is a good way to get a valuable backlink because. And then in the description on SlideShare, uh -huh. put in seven great hair care ideas or whatever the name of it was again. Mm -hmm. Seven great ways to grow your hair. Janet from Roxy's Hair Design in Hillsboro, Oregon, gives you seven great ways because now you've got location reference. Right. And then a link to your website. So right. there's your location. 
There's your backlink. Yep. You're on a website that is about business and everything like that. So it's prominent. And that's a really good backlink. Right. So why well, you got to give away all the tricks? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I will give everybody 100% of the tricks all the time. You want to know how to do it? I'll tell you. Because when it boils down to it, you as the business owner probably shouldn't be doing it. You're yeah. wasting dollar time on penny tasks. There is a lot of stuff that you could be doing instead of that, right? Like you're right. saying, like there's an opportunity cost there, mm-hmm. but also you don't want to screw it up, yeah. right? If you screw this up, it could cause more problems than it's going to save you. But again, I mean, if you're, you know, you're just getting started, you're a small business, whatever, right? You don't have the money to hire an agency to help you do this. The first thing is get that Google My Business filled out properly, correctly, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then... Don't try to keyword stuff it. Yeah. I mean... You kind of want to keyword stuff it a little bit, honestly, but just don't overdo it, right? If you're a painter in Hillsborough, you want to say painter in Hillsborough and Hillsborough painter a whole bunch of times, right? Right. Don't put it in your title unless your business is called Hillsborough Painting, you know? There you go. That's a quick way to end up on the map. Name your business Hillsborough Painting if you're in Hillsborough. Location-based titles still work, right? Don't ask Google that because they'll say it doesn't. So, yeah, get the Google My Business filled out. Citations, positive reviews. And then get those photos that have that location data in them. Mm -hmm. So take photos with your phone in the area where you're trying to get customers from. And video, also great if you can shoot video. And then try and get, you know, some press and some backlinks and stuff that have location data or make your own. Like you were saying, something like SlideShare is a great way to do it. Mm -hmm. There's free press release sites that you could release a press release if you have something newsworthy. Lots of ways to do it. And we know a hundred other ways to do it. So if you need some help, you can always reach out. Yeah, definitely. So if you need help on this, go to our website, do the contact form to check your citations and stuff like that. And we can reach out to you from there. We can just say, hey, how's it going? Are there any questions that we can answer for you? Just mentioned that you heard our podcast and you, you were told to check it out, so you did. Otherwise, Matt, thank you, as always, for being a wealth of knowledge. Always a pleasure. And we will see you guys on the next episode. All right, see you, everybody. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Marka. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.